Today on Bread for the Broken with James Grizzle, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Galveston. The reality is, especially for churches, there are wolves that are out there and they would love nothing more than to get within the doors, so to speak, of the church. And so if you have that ability, that that gift of discernment, you're desperately needed within churches today. Especially as we know, as the days grow shorter, so to speak, when the Lord will be coming back soon, Paul told us through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that you're going to see a rise in that more and more of, of people trying to get in to disrupt the church and to to get in there and devour the sheep. Have you ever seen a multi-tool, as it's often called? Or maybe a Swiss Army knife? It's got all of these useful tools combined into one well-engineered and collapsible tool. Well, Pastor James shares that the church is equipped spiritually in much the same way. The Holy Spirit equips the believer with tools or gifts that are useful to the church body. All the gifts are important to the church, But one gift in particular, the gift of discernment, is a tremendous help to churches during these last days before Jesus' return. Now turn in your Bible to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, as Pastor James continues his message, Gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're all on, all on the same ground. They, you know, it was famously said, I think by probably Billy Graham, the, the, the ground at the foot of the cross is level, is level. Now, what I am blessed to be able to do, and it certainly is a, a, a privilege and, and a calling upon my life to stand here and to preach and to teach, that carries a heavy weight with it. Right, So understand that. I will stand before the Lord Jesus and be held accountable for everything that I say and, and the words, what I teach, and all that good stuff. So that carries a tremendous, a tremendous um, you know, weight in and of itself. But the senior pastor, the lead pastor, whatever, whatever it is we want to call these guys these days, they're not better or more important than anybody else. We're just not. We're not. We're all the same. We're all on the same team. We're all on the same team, okay? So different gifts distributed by the Holy Spirit. We're all serving the, we're serving the same one. We're serving the same Lord, and that's Jesus. Verse 6, there are different ways God works in our lives, but it is the same God who does the work through all of us. So please note, we've addressed the Holy Spirit. We've addressed, we've addressed the Son, who is Jesus Christ, and now we are addressing God the Father. Paul is very purposefully throwing out the Trinity, okay? When it comes to body life and serving and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you got the Holy Spirit, you got Jesus, you got God, okay? And he works in our lives. And it's God who is working, the same God who is working in and through all of us. So none, none of us is better than the other. We all serve the same Lord, and it is the same God who is working in and through each and every one of us. So to think of ourselves as better than anybody else would be actually speaking against God, Right? We're all, he's working in all of us, different ways, different things, and all that good stuff, but he's, he's at work in every single one of us, okay? So he's setting this up. He, he's propping these guys up with like, let's lay a foundation when we, before we get into these gifts. Verse 7, a spiritual gift is given to each of us as a means of helping the entire church. So we know who they come from. 
We know who they're about. It's about Jesus. We know that it's God at work in each and every one of us. And we know that the purpose of spiritual gifts is that we help each other out, which is another just good, valid point to show up to church, to be at church. And even in crazy, trying times, I get it. I, I understand in health and all that stuff, by all means, you have compromised immune systems and if you're sick, stay home. Praise God for video cameras and all that good stuff and Wi-Fi. Stay home if you have to. But if you don't have to, where are you at? Where are you at? Because how do we get blessed by your gift if you're not here, whoever's watching? How does the church get blessed by your gift if you never show up? The point of spiritual gifts is for them to be used to minister to the body. We can't skip out on church because it's not just simply skipping church. I praise God that when I wake up every morning that all members of my body are still attached to my body. That when I roll out of that bed, I didn't leave any behind because they didn't want to get up today. Like, it's crazy. We have to decide we have, I'm telling you right now, church, we have to decide what we're going to do in the future because it will get harder to go to church. It will get more difficult to go to church. And those decisions are made today. Decisions that matter tomorrow are made today. If you're not here, then the body misses out on your gift. That hurts the body. It hurts the body. That's why and I know that this is why church is so important. And this is what I hope that we understand from spiritual gifts, because it's not about us. And it's not about, man, I got this cool ability to do this or that. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about ministering to people when they show up and being there for them and knowing how to speak a word of wisdom into their lives or knowing how to pray for them or show them mercy when they need mercy. Or for somebody who has the gift of mercy, to be there for me when I need mercy displayed or demonstrated within my life. But if that person who has that gift doesn't show up, you see, you, we see the aftermath, right? We have people who show up and they're hurting. And there's people within the body who are gifted with mercy that if they don't show up, now the Holy Spirit knows how to tend to the needs of the people. But I also think that, man, we need to rethink church. We have to rethink this thing. It's not just a formulaic, like, let's show up, we're going to do some songs. That guy will get up there and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and then we'll end, and we may get out early enough, or we may get, we got to do away with this, this Western idea of church. It has to be about, I have been gifted with a gift from the Holy Spirit. I need to show up because my gift is needed within the body. We have to reframe our thinking. And it's not about like, well, I show up because you give me what I like. That's stupid. And I'm going to use that word. I don't care if it's harsh or not, but that's dumb. And that is hurting the American church. Because if you don't deliver for me what I like, then I'm going to go on to someone else. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. Then church is all about you. And it's not about Jesus. And it's not about the body. And it's not about using your gift to minister to the body. It's about you. And you need to repent of that. That's the message that needs to be communicated, by and large, to the Church of America. We need to repent. We need to repent because of, we've been doing church selfishly for too long, where it's become about us, and it's not about the Holy Spirit, and it's not about the gifts of the Spirit. 
and it's not about edifying, building up, the people that show up here, if you build on the church, you, you should repent. You should repent. Because shame on you. Shame on us. Shame on us when we're that selfish. If you don't like the church, find one where you can plug in. It doesn't matter where you go. Hopefully that they're teaching the word. But what does matter is that we're showing up so that we can use the gifts that God has entrusted with us. There's a parable in the Gospels. People were given talents. They were entrusted with talents. And some of those guys who were entrusted with talents went and reinvested those. And they earned money back, so to speak. Now, some earned a couple, some earned like five, some earned two, you know, all that good stuff, right? But they invested them. And there was a return on their investment. But there was one guy who buried his in the backyard. And then when the owner came to collect, he's like, well, you could have at least put it in the bank and drawn interest on it. Like, why'd you hide it? Why didn't want anybody to steal it? I didn't want anybody, I didn't, you know, I just, no, see that we have been given a talent. The Lord has entrusted us with something and he expects that we reinvest that talent into other people. And whatever the return on that, talent, on that investment is, well, that's really just up to the Lord. Probably based a lot on what we're faithful with. If you're faithful to little, then he'll give you a lot. If you're not faithful to little, well, he may just give you just that one little talent. But he will come and collect. And so that's where all this plays into these spiritual gifts. So now I've thrown out this serious tone to this thing. And now you're like, oh, man, I don't even know what mine is. And so I've been doing church wrong this whole time. We're going to clear that. We hope, I, I hope and I pray that we're going to be able to bring clarity to that, or at least point you in the right direction to, to know how to like start praying through specific ones of like, what, which one is it? So then you can tap into that and start using that when you show up, okay? So we got the, the scenario. They're from the Holy Spirit. They're for the praise and, you know, the you know, to give glory to Jesus, and it's because God's at work within our lives, and the gifts are there to help each other out, um, to help the entire church, as the New Living Translation says. Verse 8, to one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice, okay? Um, Wise advice. Uh, Another way of saying that, New King James says, uh, let's see if I can find verse 8 here somewhere. For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. Uh, to another, the word of uh, knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. Sorry if I'm going through these fast. I'm going to define all these in a second, okay? To another, discerning spirits. To another, differing kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills, as the Holy Spirit wills, okay? So let's go through each and every one of these, um, and then we'll, we'll define these, and then we'll jump over, jump over to, uh, <laughs> um, to Romans chapter 12, so that way we can kind of see that there's, they're basically echoed again for us. But all right, so let's see here. We got uh, a word of wisdom. This word of wisdom, um, or as I'm reading from my, this is my John MacArthur, Fundamentals of the Faith. This is a really good little workbook. Um, so he's got these all listed out here for us, but he says knowledge, okay? Or no, I'm sorry, wisdom. 
Wisdom is the ability to apply wisdom gained from spiritual insight to believers, knowing what is right and what is wrong, applied knowledge, okay? So this word of wisdom, in one sense, it's like you're able to uh, just speak I mean, it's as simple as it sounds, right? You're talking to somebody, they need maybe some advice or some help, or, or they're maybe not even asking you for it, but the Holy Spirit has just gifted you with this ability to, to speak wisdom into people's life, right? To, to help them, guide them, you know, for, for making the, or to make the right decision. That's, that's, a, that's a gift, the, the gift of wisdom, okay? Um, some of you have that. Some of you have that. I don't know if I do. Um, I just don't know. Maybe at times, at times, I've seen this show up within my life, okay, where I can be like, hey, you know, um, I, would, I think you should do this. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's brilliant. That makes sense. I'm like, cool, that wasn't me. Because um, I don't always have that, uh, at least not applied to myself, it seems like. But for other people, it seems like it maybe shows up every so often. So that's like uh, the word of wisdom. Um, the other one, I'm just going to go off of this list here because they're all, they're all listed within here. But this knowledge, word of knowledge, it's an understanding of, of the facts of Scripture, as John MacArthur says. From the human perspective, it's a, it is scholarship or the ability to know the truths of Scripture both broadly and deeply. Now, here's another thing about this. So I don't always fully agree with his definitions. Now, John MacArthur is somewhat of a sensationalist to a certain extent, okay? Um, very interesting views on gifts of the Spirit. Another, another definition, so to speak, of this, um, this word of knowledge, and I've seen this one displayed out, out publicly, okay? Um, so let's say you're having a conversation with somebody, okay? And you're having a conversation with somebody, and the Spirit gives you this word of knowledge, so to speak, concerning that person, and maybe a, situ- maybe a scenario within their life. They're like, hey, so what's going on here? And they're like whoa, what are you talking about? I was, we were out street witnessing Oceanside, California when I was in Bible college. And um, there was a girl and she was, uh, we always went in groups, right? And so there was a girl and she was speaking to, she was speaking to a gentleman, I believe it was, yeah. And he's talking and the group is sharing with him the gospel and, and talking to him about the stuff. And, and, you know, and he's, he's pretty open, he's sharing all this good stuff. And then she just like, and she's been quiet the whole time. And then just out of nowhere, she's like, hey, tell me about your sister. And he's just, everything stopped. He's like, well, why are you asking about my sister? She's like, I, I don't know. I just feel like I need to ask you about your sister. And if we can pray for your sister. His sister was going through cancer. And it wasn't looking good for her. And that never came up in his side of the conversation at all. But the Holy Spirit gave her a word of knowledge concerning what was happening, what was really kind of one of the things that was weighing heavy upon his heart. And he was just like, and what, what that did for that man was it, it, it communicated that God is real. Because there's no way she, she could have known. I mean, you're, you're told strangers. There's just no way, no way at all. Um, but she was able to, she asked him that. And then the group, uh, I believe, was able to, they prayed with him. Concerning, and he's just breaking down and he's crying because, man, the Holy Spirit touched a nerve within his life. And it was just like, that was a perfect example of a gift of the Spirit being used at the proper time and, and totally outside of her control. But 
She was, she was just faithful and she was obedient because the other side of that is it takes courage to say something because the Holy Spirit can be pressing upon you like, hey, ask them about this. Ask them about that. And you're like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> no, like, why would I? I don't even know anything about them. I'm going to look like an idiot if I do that. Like, I can't risk that. And the Holy Spirit's like, but I know, but I know. And he can use that in that moment to really minister to whoever that person is. So there's some other things here. We got uh, this, um, so we got wisdom. We have knowledge. I'm just going to go off this list here. It says discernment. Discernment. What is that? Discernment is the ability to tell which things are from the Spirit and which things are not. It's distinguishing truth from error. This gift serves as a protection for the church, right? It's not only just a protection for the church, which is greatly appreciated within the church, because if you have the gift of discernment, then we love for you to be around, especially when certain people show up and they're like, hey, I'm here to bless the church. And they come with good intentions and they come with all these promises of this and that and everything. What the church needs in those moments is somebody who has the gift of discernment who can be like, "Mm, something smells fishy. Like, I don't know, something's not right about them, right? So we've seen this lived out practically within, uh, maybe within your lives. Um, Maybe at certain times you've had the gift of discernment or somebody's talking to you and you're like, I don't, I just don't feel comfortable right now. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on, but whatever this person is saying to me, I'm just, it's making me feel uneasy. That might be the spirit giving you a little bit of discernment concerning like, hey, you need to be aware. You need to be on guard. You need to be on guard. Because the reality is, especially for churches, there are wolves that are out there, and they would love nothing more than to get within the doors, so to speak, of the church. And so if you have that ability, that that gift of discernment, you're desperately needed within churches today, especially as we know as the days grow shorter, so to speak, when the Lord will be coming back soon. Paul told us through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that you're going to see a rise in that more and more of, of people trying to get in to disrupt the church and to, to get in there and devour the sheep. So we need, that, we need this gift of discernment um, for sure within the church. There's a gift of faith was mentioned. Uh, this gift is, uh, as John MacArthur says, it's consistent. It's an enabling faith that truly believes God in the face of overwhelming obstacles and human impossibilities and for great things. John MacArthur calls this the gift of prayer because the gift is primarily expressed toward God through prayer. Somebody who has the gift of faith is just that person who is like, man, they just have to, they, they have that ability to step into your life and you're like, I, 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 don't, I, I can't do anything. I don't know what to do. This is impossible. Like, this, this is not going to work out. And somebody who can step into your life. Now, a gift of faith is not like um, the gift of wishful thinking, like they're really just good optimists, right? Like they just are like, no, I'm pretty positive that this is going to work out. This is somebody who's like, no, look, I believe in the power of, of God and that he can fix this for you. Um, so just somebody who knows how to show up and come alongside you and say, no, what, what we're going to do right now, we're going to pray. We're going to pray and we're going to give this in God and we're going to watch him do amazing things. We're going to watch him solve this problem for you right now. Like that's crucial, You got to have people like that within the church. You have to have people like that within the church who just, they believe in God and they believe that he has, whether or not he wants to do it, it doesn't even matter. 
It's that they function on this, this reality of like, no, he can and will do these things. And they're just right there. And then they, they just know how to pray. They know how to, to, to pray with you and to give those things to the Lord. Because you might be weak of faith. You might be weak within your faith. And there's nothing that I want more than somebody who, is, who has the gift of faith to come along, alongside me at certain times in my life and say, you know what? Can you please just pray for me? Because I see no way. And they, are, they just have this, this God-given ability to say, like, no, no, we're going to take it to him. We're going to take it to the Lord, and we're going to watch what he does. We're going to watch what he does. We need that. And again, it's not this, like, you know, I'm just, you know, we're going we're gonna to name it and claim it. That's not what faith is. That's not what faith is. Faith is a boldness to walk, to, to go confidently into the throne room of God because of what Christ has done for us and say, Lord, here is what's going on. Can you please step into our mess? Can you fix this? We need people who have the gift of faith. I mean, it's absolutely essential. We've seen that play out throughout Throughout history, great, beautiful stories. Um, what's his name? George Mueller, who ran the orphanage, I think, in London. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it was London. I mean, that dude was like uh, just a walking example of faith. Running this orphanage, and he never had the money to do it. Like, he never had the means to do it, but the Lord always showed up. And he lived each and every day as like, okay, well, God's going to take care of it. In the morning, George, there's no bread. There's no milk for the kids. You know what I'm going to go do? I'm going to go pray. I'm going to ask God for bread. He goes and prays. The baker down the road is like, man, I got all this bread. I got all this extra bread. It's going to go to waste. Do you need it? It's like, yes, we do. Thank you so much. Thank you, God, for answering that prayer. We don't have milk. Don't worry. I'm going to go talk to God about that. I'm going to ask God for some milk. Milk truck breaks down right in front of the orphanage. Like, he just, he just that's how he lived his life. It was like, oh, what do you need? Okay, I'm going to go talk to God about that. I'm going to go ask him. I'm going to go ask him. We need that more, more of that within, within the church. People who actually get it and who know like, no, 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 it'll be okay. It's going to be okay. Well, how do you know that? Because God's good. He's a good, good father. Well, is he? <laughs> do we believe it? We do, I mean, we sing the song, but do we believe it? And some people who have that gift, of, that faith where they're like, no, of course, no doubt about it. What do you need? I'm going to go talk to him about it. Need some bread? Need some milk? He knows how to deliver in weird and wonderful ways. This uh, gift of mercy. Mercy, is, it's the ability to show deep compassion to those who have spiritual, physical, or emotional needs. You got to have that within the church. You got to have that. You need people who just, it's just, they have this deep compassion for other people. It's a great gift. We desperately need mercy today. And especially with everything going on, the chaos and the just the madness within our world, we, we need people who, who have the gift of mercy, who can show up and say, hey, look, it's going to be okay. We'll get through this. We'll get through this. There's a listed here, the, um, let me jump into some of these other ones, the, the gift of miracles, um, the ability to do wonders and signs. Christ performed mir- many miracles, as recorded in Scripture. Paul used this gift to affirm his apostleship, as described in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. So it's this ability to, you know, to do wonders and signs. Now, some of these, this is where these are listed in, in John MacArthur's book um, as temporary gifts. Like, these things have gone away. But I don't believe that. I, don't, I have a hard time believing that. 
Thanks for joining us today here on Bread for the Broken. You've been listening to Pastor James Grizzle teach through a series called Every Good Gift. We're so thankful that you took the time to listen to Bread for the Broken today. If there's any word of encouragement in how this ministry has impacted you, feel free to share it with us. You can get into touch with us through our contact page at breadforthebroken.com. Another way that you can show support for this ministry is by giving financially to further the message of God to people near and far. If you feel led to do this, go to breadforthebroken.com and find the link for donations. If you're enjoying Pastor James's teachings and would like to hear them in person, we invite you to join us for one of our services. Calvary Galveston meets on Sundays and Thursdays for worship and Bible study. You can find directions, service times, and more by visiting our website. Once again, that's breadforthebroken.com. We're a laid-back church, wanting people to realize that being part of a church can be simple and uncomplicated. Our goal is to magnify Jesus at all ages. Does that sound like something that might just interest you? (laughs) Then join us this week. We hope to see you soon, and we'd love to hear what God's doing in your life. There's more to discover from this series, Every Good Gift, so don't miss a single edition as Pastor James teaches through these gifts that God gives. We look forward to next time, and until then, be thinking about the gifts that God might be wanting to give you or use through you. Tune in next time for more right here on Bread for the Broken. Let me paint the picture of you